Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandspring. Good evening, and as many of our watchers and listeners know, no, we're not afraid to try and uh, take the dullest of subjects and make it interesting. So we more, have or, given or ourselves the chance. Yes, we've given ourselves the challenge this week of getting the Portsmouth City Council budget to be both spicy, zesty, and lively. Um, but unfortunately, the best laid plans. We had the wonderful Jerry the Inquisitor Brown joining us. This evening as our our kind of uh, scrutinizer of things fiscal but unfortunately jerry has uh, has had to nip away for a, a family-based emergency so our thoughts are with jerry um but we we have got some topics we'll kick about with him on a future show for definite yeah so um yes i hope things um, work out jerry um and we'll we'll have you uh, we'll have you back on soon um because yeah jerry's inquisitive mind and his questions um certainly worth us revisiting those we've certainly got a lot out of the set out of the episodes that we've done with him before um so that does just leave us me and thee covering mm. covering portsmouth city council's budget meeting for um that was on tuesday for uh, 23 24 um as exciting as it was normally we'd fill an episode like this with lots of excerpts from the full budget meeting um so that you get to not just hear our voices but we can't do that can we Ian? No, no, unfortunately, um, it's not just us that has technology issues. Maybe the uh, maybe the good people of Portsmouth City Council are using a similar streaming service and somebody wasn't using the right browser. So there was no stream available live for all those that had purchased popcorn. Um, and then there was effectively no recorded version at all, uh, audio or visual. So... We are we, we we have been feeding on scraps this week in terms of you know what we've got recorded and as you know what what truer representation of truth can there be than political party social media posts? <laughs> yeah, because they'll be they'll be a hundred percent accurate, um, won't they? We can definitely rely on them as a true record of the event itself. So shall I shall I dive into a bit of social media exploration? Well, I think that's not a bad thing. I think the thing we should also touch on first is, you know, the, because it was recorded, it wasn't recorded, did it ever happen? It, it is alleged that the budget was voted through with a spirit of warmth, bonhomie and general love from the four major parties. And everyone hugged each other and sung Kumbaya at the end. I might have made that last bit up, but there's no record, so it means. I yeah, I was going to. I was going to say. Um, thankfully, there isn't a record of Gerald singing "Kumbaya." Um, oh. So, um, I'm sure he's got a fantastic singing voice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll start with I'll turn my attentions uh, to a bit of social media just to just to see how the battle was fought on social media before and after the event, and then perhaps we can go through what was suggested and talk about what actually happened. Yes, um, that sounds like a cunning place to start. So, um, yeah. So, interestingly enough, when I looked at um, the social media from the various um, f from the three major uh, political parties, um, so that was the Lib Dems, the Conservatives, and uh, and Labour. Um, 
there wasn't really anything um, from the Conservatives at a at a party level. I know there were a couple of a uh, couple of posts from a from a local level from some of the um, from some of the wins that local uh, councillors or indeed local prospective candidates at the local elections for May the fourth would um, would want to celebrate. But otherwise, yeah, the the Conservatives seemed to be a bit quiet. There seemed to be a bit of a developing a developing spat narrative between between Labour and the Liberal Democrats. So Labour started the day. Um, basically decrying that um, the Lib Dems running the, the councillor are going to be making making the people in Portsmouth pay more um, and get less. Um, so getting less for paying more during a cost of living crisis um, at a time when households are at a pinch. And that they've, um, they've cited there uh, basically a news article from February last year where um, council leader Gerald Vernon-Jackson had said that for this year he'd expect... Um, They'd expect no um, no cuts needing to be made. Um, so, obviously, that being dug out from the archives, and then you know um, you can comment on whether you think that there was anything that happened after March, um, February the third this um, last year that might have changed well, the economic environment at all. But well, and I think that there is an element of you know this is where I, I do find. I do find the Portsmouth Labour position slightly duplicitous because, you know, we, we, for our many faults, we do pay attention to what goes on. And if I go back to last May, or in fact to April, I do recall the then leader of the Labour group announcing before the elections in a loud and proud way that they would be definitely voting the Lib Dems back in after the May elections. The May elections happened and they voted the Lib Dems back in. Now, one could argue, and almost certainly would, well, they were never going to vote the Conservatives in. Very true. But there is an element of you voted them in and now you're complaining bitterly that you kind of... yeah. Am I going to use the phrase they didn't know what they were voting for? Oh, um, really? Um, I, well, I'm sure they did. But I mean, you said it yourself. What was the alternative? The alternative was them committing electoral suicide and voting yeah. to allow a conservative administration, a minority conservative administration to be formed. And, and they weren't going to do that because they've tried it before and it didn't work out so well for them. So I, I think... That's the problem with first past the post. You only have the choices that you have. You don't have a you don't have a way of sticking the preferences, and you can still say the one that I felt that I voted had to vote for because the other ones I didn't want to vote for because they're awful. Um, I still didn't like what they did. So I, I, I you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, they they can't really say they're not going to say, are they? Oh, the the Lib Dems have been fantastic. And we should just sit on our hands and not campaign and exist as a no. political party. But I, they didn't I, have an alternative for the other one, did they? I, I guess no, it's odd for I, me to try and defend them in, in this respect. No, no, no. And I, I guess the thing for me, Simon, is that, and this is where I find the sort of whole, the, the duplicity of politics slightly odd, mm. you know, which is that I have absolutely no, you know, as you say, the, the logic is simple. You know, Labour did what they had to do. They held the nose, they that they did they did what they had to do the piece which i find slightly duplicitous and and kind of grinds my gear a little bit is that the, the, the social media gives you a choice as to what you choose to post and so there's an element of you've got an option as to post 
all the good things that you think voting Labour can bring to you in May. But the narrative from our local Portsmouth Labour team seems to be off, often, you know, they almost ignore the Conservatives and they just tear into the, the Lib Dems, which usually I wouldn't be disappointed in. But there is an element of, isn't this all a bit of a phony war? Well, hold that thought. <laughs> I will do. I shall. I shall remain poised for the moment, like like a coiled zebra. So, um, so with your thoughts of a of a phony war. So, um, so they then went on to to post again about, um, to re, to revisit that 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 um that statement from from last year about we won't need to make savings uh, next year and and, es- and essentially just pinning that. So your council bill is going to be going up by four point nine nine percent this year, whilst there is a black hole of over twenty five million created under their watch. Um, so, you know, as far as, as their narrative is um, basically, look, the reason why the council finances are in a mess are because the Lib Dems have messed up managing the finances of the council. That That's their and argument. And absolutely. they said it would be OK last year and... Um, they're, they're not keeping their promise that that's that's well, their argument and it and it would excite if you if if you're convinced of the view that i mean if you're an opposition party your your job is basically to present the narrative that you are going to do a better job than the existing administration um oh, and oh, that's yes. quite easy to do but again no one's perfect the, but this is where again i i am struggling because i remember pledge one because we we all like a set of pledges and I remember Portsmouth Labour's very strong, you know, they, they brought it to council at least three times and it's on, it was on their website. I don't know whether we change in leadership, it's changed again, but it was very, very clear that we, we call upon Portsmouth City Council to pay everybody either directly employed or through subcontractor the living wage and we expect this done this year. And... If we want to talk about, and the Lib Dem Council, in their polite and nice way, said, well, we'd like to do that, but here is the £12 million hole that would open up in the finances. Um, so we can't do that all now, sorry. Um, to which there was a huh, typical response. So I'm just finding the whole, the whole, well, if we were in charge, this never would have happened. It is... You know, let's be honest, and even I'll be kind about the Lib Dem Council. You Steady know, on. They're, they're, well, they're twenty-five million whole. If such, such, if you know, if that number is correct, and I haven't researched it, hasn't happened because they went down to the Tiberius Casino and stuck twenty-five million on black, and it came out red. You know, it's not like they spent it on popsicles and fun hats. You know, we all know what's happened, which is that inflation has rocketed. You know, with that inflation has come an awful lot of industrial unrest for significant pay rises. The minimum wage, I think, goes up by 10.2% in April. Um, you know, there is uh, the economic conditions are not great. And, you know, in a belt tightening way the money coming from the horrible nasty tories in central government has got smaller not larger throw them all into the pot and you are where you are 
It, it, indeed, I'll um, I'll show how the how the comment progresses. So they um, so they then went on to post about um, uh, celebrating that their budget amendment had passed, um, and saying that the Conservatives have cut um, six pound in every ten from councils. So I think in the last ten years, over fifty percent of um, local council tax funding, which comes from central government, has um, has reduced. Sorry, council tax funding from central government has reduced by more than 50%, so that's um, where that figure's coming from. Um, yep. And about, despite there being austerity and massive overspends by the Lib Dems, um, I'm not going to grade them on the erroneous apostrophe there. Um, it was autocorrect, I'm sure. Um, we've secured the following in today's budget meeting. 7.5, um, sorry, 775 uh, uh, pounds for the cost of living hardship fund, doubling tree canopy cover, shore power to the port, um, which is an interesting celebration because that was announced by the council in the news on earlier in February. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see that. Um, things about active neighbourhood uh, trial, um, more bike hangers, fi uh, funding for school streets and funding for uh, cycling improvements in Portsmouth. So remember some of those things as we go into a bit more detail as we look at, I'm not going to go line by line on everything, no, but no. it's interesting when you see what's been celebrated or what's being shared versus um, what obviously seemed to happen. Um, so it's interesting um and um someone's ahead of us in the comments um so spoilers um so yes indeed emily you are um you're right um so what did what was happening on the other side of the fence well the lib dems were talking about um before the shots were being fired um about today's budget um delivering a 3.8 million pound support to families struggling with the cost of living crisis um oh, i think yeah so, Labour's got seventy-seven thousand. Yeah, and the Lib Dems have found three point eight million. I know it's interesting, right? Ooh. Are we still talking about the same budget? Yeah, Ooh, keep going. <laughs> okay, so, um, so the Lib Dems continue to say, um, so on a different post in today's budget, we're proud to be in a position to deliver to Portsmouth residents, despite the economic climate, building an extra seven hundred and fifty council houses, the UK's first carbon neutral port. Investment in schools, income from solar panels and city centre regeneration, uh, with council leader Gerald Vernon Jackson quoted as saying the council is affected by the cost of living crisis like everyone else. The government has said it will not be providing any extra funding to help with these rising costs. So we need to make our savings from within our own budget. Oh, ang about in the same style of scrutiny, the mm -hmm. city centre regeneration wasn't that a whole chunk of extra wedge that was that was uh, through a separate scheme that came in because i we discussed it on the podcast before about the wisdom of whether you try and regenerate some of these high streets and town centers or whether in the Mauritian way you bulldoze them flat and start again Mm. Um, there there is indeed but i suspect knowing how long things take that they didn't do that since tuesday Ah, true, true, true. I, th I think I think project timelines of that nature are slightly longer. No, no, um, I was more merely suggesting where the money had come from, in terms of the oh yeah, so had brave, uh, bravely found it down the backs of a shoe back of a sofa, rather than found it in a shoe box marked for your high streets with love, 
the nice conservative's smiley face X. Oh, bless you. Um, so, um, <laughs> he does try, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, uh, no, you can't spend government grants or government funding that's for Project A on day-to-day spending or yeah. on other things. So, yeah, you, you can't do that. And, in fact, there are there are examples in Portsmouth's history that I can't specify because I can't remember them precisely, yep. where we've had to give money back or been in danger of giving money back to the government where we've not met certain step targets to be yeah. able to get secure the rest of the money for, for funding. So, so, that, so there's that happening. So what do you think happened? What do you think else was, was the next thing for the, for the Lib Dems in, the, in their social media battle? Well, I think they've got to go pretty hard on, on they, they've got to go hard on the government and Liz Truss is incompetent, wrecked the economy, I, I think they've got to go hard on the national picture. I think that's where they're going next. Okay. Um, well, actually, the, the the next post that that was there was about um, moving Portsmouth forward this budget with over two hundred sixty thousand pound invested in cycling across the city. Oh, right. So, quarter of a million pounds for extra bicycling. I'm holding that thought. Yeah, hold that thought. Remember these things and remember these numbers because it's quite interesting yeah, yeah. as we as we go along. Yeah. Um, and then um, what they closed out with was, in an unprecedented budget meeting, all parties have unanimously agreed the budget and placed the needs of Portsmouth residents over politics. When other councils are being warned of bankruptcy, the Liberal Democrats in Portsmouth continue to provide stable and reliable services for its residents and united all parties locally to achieve this. That was so, when they. That was the when they got the guitar and started yeah, yeah. strumming the chords to Kumbaya just at the end there. Perhaps so. Yeah. So every penny of the from the council tax rise is to protect social services from government funding cuts. There you go. Um, extra CCTV to ca- to tackle antisocial hotspots. Remember that one. Yep. Hundred thousand pound planting trees. Two hundred sixty-five thousand oh. cycling infrastructure and three point eight million hardship fund to support the city's most vulnerable residents. So. But Isn't now, it great? Again, we all achieved this, but we were the ones that brought everyone together. And aren't yes, we yes, but and this is where I've got I've got a new I've got a numerical question mark on my virtual pad. They're, they've got okay. a hardship fund of three point eight million, and Labour won a hardship fund of seventy seven thousand. Yes. So okay. So shall I make it more complicated before we make it simpler by getting into the weeds of what the amendments were? Go on, but I'm already, I think I'm ahead here. I think I'm ahead here, but go on, go on. Okay, okay. So there were, um, there were actually four um, sets of amendments um, to the council budget, which was essentially the information that came out of the cabinet meeting on the 21st of February, so a week before the full uh, the full council budget meeting. Um, yep. So there was an amendment from the Conservative group, there was an amendment from the Labour group, there was an amendment from Cal Court councillors Cal Corkery and um, Kirsty Meller. Um, formerly have, part of the Labour group. Formerly, uh, artists formerly known as um, Labour councillors. Yep. Um, and then and resigned respectively. Yep. Yes. Um, and then there was a group amendment. Oh. Now the amendment, the group amendment was from all of the major parties. Oh. But obviously, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start at the very beginning. Um, 
so don't worry, listeners, I am not literally going to read the budget outline by line. Um, but essentially, the Conservatives um, wanted to uh, wanted to reduce um, communities and central services by sixty six thousand, the um, and uh, reduce culture, leisure, and economic development by thirty six. Um, I said I wasn't going to go through it line by line, didn't I? That's, yeah, this isn't working that. out so well. Don't do that. So these were th- these were things um, these were things like ceasing the publication of flagship, um, reorganising marketing communications at the council to lose um, to lose one full-time equivalent employee um, reducing the management capacity by half a full-time employee um, in the culture and leisure um, portfolio um, reducing leaders initiatives budget um, and in uh, traffic and transportation re- um, reinstate existing parking tariff structure and increase um, hour but each hour by 10p um, uh, tariff um, so that's one of the things that they wanted to cut Yep. Um, but they also wanted to add um, Hillsley Youth provision to combat and combat antisocial behaviour, um, remove um, and remove um, at district centres the new 30p a minute of 70p tariff for, for parking. Um, one hour introduced at one at one pound fifty. Remove um, introduction of uh, street charging in Canoe Lake. Um, and remove um, introduction off street charging along Eastney Explanade. So, um, but at this point, is mm-hmm. it? I think it's important that we kind of give give people economies of scale. I don't, I yeah. don't know whether you've got a slide for that, but if you haven't, then then I'm happy to talk through it. Yeah. In terms of the the council tax revenue before the rise, mm-hmm. raised ninety one million. Mm-hmm. Total budget is 174 million, so 83 million comes from elsewhere, and 91 million comes through council tax. So every percentage point rise is 900,000. Now, which means that there's 2% that they've opted to put in for ring fence for social care. So there's another 3%, which is 2.7 million, which is the, you know, that's the rise that they put in place. If I look at the Conservative amendments without you going into detail with them, mm. if I'm honest with you, it's save 30k here, save 40k there, save mm. 50k. But they're overall here, revenue there. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. So there is an element mm. of of you know the Conservatives, their their first position or their macro position for me is 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 no different to the Lib Dems in terms of we will give the good people of Portsmouth another year of the maxed out rise before the people of Portsmouth actually get a say on whether that you know because once it goes over five percent they've got to go to the people of Portsmouth and say are you happy to wear this so so effectively whilst we're we're jot and tittling about 30k here and 40k there there is no macro difference, is there, in terms of, you know, the big question for me is, you know, we, we, we're talking about cost of living crisis and everything else, is can the households of the good people of Portsmouth wear another 5% rise? Because this isn't the first maxed out rise. And for me, the Conservatives are offering no alternative. Um, indeed, there was there was no party making an amendment to um, to argue for not needing to have that rise. And you're you're absolutely right. The 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 amounts of money that we and I'll go through them 
um, in turn, but obviously not line, but not entirely line by line. Yeah. The others are actually easy to go through because that there's less on them. Um, but the actual amendment, the actual adjustment to the to the budget itself, it is doesn't touch the sides. So you know, as you say, for for every one percent of um, if you wanted to not have an increase of 1%, you'd need to find an extra £903,000 worth of saving in the capital budget. Yep. Um, and there's nothing that comes anywhere close to that in any of the amendments. No. No. So we are, I mean, you could say that means we're we're basically frittering away at the edges and playing with the little bits of, yeah, it's going up by 5%, but you've got your play part in your ward. Well, let, let's so, see what every let's see what everybody else has bid for, and and then we can like yeah. Look so let's let's go with that. So the Labour Group, um, so they wanted a transfer two hundred sixty thousand pounds from the uh, revenue reserve for capital, um, and then use that to fund a two hundred fifty four thousand pound cost of living hardship fund for a year. Ah, interesting. So two things there. One mm -hmm. is. Um, again, I'm going to go for same old labour. You know, take the family silver, your capital reserve, and sell it to pay for spending. Um, not keen. Um, but the number two hundred and sixty thousand sounds quite different, or two fifty four sounds quite different to seventy seven. Yeah, and I've noticed an error on my slide, and those of you who can count and and look at the screen will notice that. Um, so what they um, what they also did was um, was for six thousand pound delay delay for one year the um, the basically the thirty minute seventy um, p tariff um, introduced. So again, with the, with the tariff structure at um, at local centres, so that would have. Um, that would have been uh, basically um, added at a six thousand pound. So their overall um, their overall um, their overall impact would would have been um, a six thousand pound. So right. not quite the zero that I've got on the screen. Uh, Councillors Corkery and Mellor had a very similar um, story to the to the Labour amendment, which was uh, instead of a two hundred sixty thousand uh, pound transfer from the reserve, it was a two hundred fifty thousand pound transfer from the reserve. Um, uh, and that to be used as a discretionary fund for year, one year to provide school meals to low-income households that would otherwise not be um, not be entitled. Estimated that the fund would provide free school meals to circa 500 children, equating to 95,000 meals. So, yeah. So again, there's those those kind of differences. But then when you look at the group amendment, so once the once everyone had chewed over their fat, mm -hmm. um, essentially. Um, what we ended up with was um, was there was sorry there was the so the um, changes to the estimates so reinstating um, existing parking tariff structure and increase that by ten p so effectively the conservative amendment for about the parking. Yep. Uh, transfer from reserve uh, from revenue reserve for capital seventy seven and a half thousand. So that transfer from the reserve that Labour wanted a, is there, it's a but skinny, it's, it's a but skinny it's, down version. But is is a is a slimmer version, as you say. Um, but that then that's used for a cost of living hardship fund for a year seventy seven and a half thousand. Um, and um, 
and removing the district centre's um, 30, 30 minute 70p tariff. Um, so that would be costing 6,000. So uh, again, revenue neutral. So this is kind of moving things out of column A into column B. Hmm. Right. Um, so that's the that's the revenue um, estimates um, and expenditures. But the interesting thing was when you when you look at what the what the capital expenditures were. So sorry yep. if this um, if this if anybody's um, snoozing at this point as you're going to sleep, could you please press the like subscribe um, or whatever button and just leave it streaming so that our viewers viewership um, carries on. Um, even if you're sleeping, just you know you yeah. don't have a microphone on, so it doesn't matter if you snore. Um, so. The capital program amendments, so reductions. The Conservatives wanted to reduce the Baffins BMX track, the Binstead play area, verge hardening, which was 50,500. They wanted to add as expenditures um, the Gatcombe Park play area, um, the College Park play area, Highbury Community Centre heat pump, uh, one mobile CCTV for Hilsey, um, Anchorage Park Dragon's Teeth, um, that's sort of park protection. Um, and a vehicle activated sign for Anchorage Road. Um, now, I should say that the CCTV for Hilsey and the Gatcombe Park play area are also being equally contributed to from the Community Infrastructure Levy Fund for those wards. So they would be yep. funding matched by those wards. Um, but that's, those are the, uh, so overall revenue neutral. So reduction of 50,500, an increase of 50,500, all over by the shouting. Labour, yep. um, wanted to find savings of uh, 260,000, which was to delete the uh, South Sea Seafront Festoon lighting, the refurbishment of Hillsy Basketball Court, the sea defence enhancements, and the Eastney Point Opportunity Area, and reduce the Baffins BMX um, area. So if you're a BMX user in Baffins, someone's, Baffins, sounds like yeah, people have got it out of you. Yep. But, it, but think about who are the councillors in which wards and which wards <laughs> the reductions <laughs> are being aimed yeah. at and yeah. who this who the increases in spendings are being spending is being aimed yep. at yep, um, yep, the yep. the corkery meller amendment um similar to the labor one uh, about the south sea front festoon lighting they also wanted to delete the uh, castle road phase two um and delete the unauthorized encampment expenditure so theirs overall would have saved two hundred fifty thousand. so the labor and the ex-labor um, councillors um, were actually proposing net capital expenditure savings. Interesting. Um, and to the be group fair to them, to be fair to them, that that's and again, you know, that, that offs effectively they were taking, they were giving mm -hmm. back the two hundred and fifty thousand they wanted to take yeah. out of capital and put in. So yeah, no, they balanced the books there. Good stuff. Yeah. So, um, so an interesting thing when you, when you, especially when you listen to the usual narrative about different parties' financial competency, um, but the group, so everyone in it together, um, was um, what they agreed to do was to delete the South Sea Seafront festoon lighting, the sea defence enhancements, the Eastney Point Opportunity Area, reduce the Milton skate ramps, um, local um, transport plan part four, so reduce the cost of that, um, reduce the spending on cycle improvements, which is interesting because didn't somebody celebrate about the amount of money he spent on cycle mm. improvements, yep. um, and verge hardening in Portsmouth, which was um, part of PIP's contribution to... Um, to try and to find an agreement that would get the budget through. So overall that reduced, that was going to reduce uh, capital expenditure by 135,000. Um, but the things, the additions that were still kept in were essentially all of the conservative additions, which were about Gatcombe 
park the play area, the college park play area, uh, Highbury Community Centre heat pump. Um, I should mention that I am a trustee at a Highbury Community Centre, but I had no impact on the budget whatsoever. Um, and um, one mobile CCTV for Hillsy and the Dragon's Teeth for Anchorage Park and the vehicle activated sign for Anchorage Road. Interesting that vehicle activated sign. There was a, I don't know if you recall, thinking back to hyper-local stuff, as part yep. of the disagreement between the, the two existing Conservative councillors and the one Labour councillor in Cosham yes. uh, about the best way to manage speed speeding in the Highbury estate, um, which was whether to use a vehicle activated sign. So obviously the Tories continue to believe in vehicle activated signs and want to put one into Anchorage Road as well. Um, so mm. those increases would be 57,500. So that gives a net reduction in capital expenditure for 77,500. So which aren't we clever? Pays, we've all we've all found which, some savings. We've made everybody happy, which pays for Labour's seventy-seven and a half thousand pound cost of living hardship fund. There we go. See, it's so, it's, it's clever, isn't it? It's no. Well, <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say where, that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly against this mm -hmm. this mood of bonhomie and general warmth and loving because. No. Uh, and I think this is my no. This is my overall frustration with this budget mm -hmm. and the approach of our local councillors. And this is a non-political point, which is for mm -hmm. me, everybody is trumpeting about their wins, and ultimately, for me, in this budget, everyone loses. You know, we have the situation where the council tax is being hiked again by the maximum amount it can be hiked. And there is an element of, what are you offering me in, in return? Oh, well, we can have a basketball court in Hillsy and some verge hardening in Paulsgrove and some, and some CCTV in Gatcom Park and... It just Hillsy. all matters nothing. You know, always spending an extra quarter of a million on cycling and a hundred thousand pound here and seventy seven thousand pound on X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, brilliant. But when the parent council tax plops through my door in the next couple of weeks, it's gone up by five percent. For the third, fourth year in a row. Um, it's certainly gone up. I don't know precisely how how many years, but it's it's gone up that much. I think since we since we started. So, yeah. Um, two point nine nine percent of that is the is the basically the the council um the the base council tax um levy. Yep. But the other the other two percent is directly passported to to um to social care. So that that provides for one one point eight million um increase. Which when you look when you look at you know the cost of more you know the increased wage costs um which you, you mentioned earlier on which was something yeah. that um that previously has been heavily campaigned for um by opposition parties on portsmouth city council um yep. but just to keep standing still um with the you know with existing um cost of living with the inflation that has it's been over over that period um and the sheer fact that adult social care is dearer because as demographically there are more people requiring um adult social care and they're living longer um so you know that's yeah, a, yeah. And, that's, and you know that's and a good thing are, but the truth are, is that yeah. that costs more money to do and 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 there is this di there is always this dilemma isn't there there's this tension mm. 
and the tension for me is you know when you look at adult social care specifically and you you you, you know we talk about so the minimum wage has got 10 percent um and to be fair that was that was called out you know well over a year ago before the massive explosion in inflation was was called out mm -hmm. so you know there'll be no credit credit given to to anyone for for doing that in advance because now people are shrugging so well just standing still and losing money um you know there is a labor shortage in the care market the adult social care market um you know and we don't like to use the b word on here but you know there there is an element where you know at the lower end of the job market there are fewer people looking for those jobs post brexit so you know there's inflationary pressure there um you know on one hand we say you know we want care workers and we want those people at the bottom end of the earning spectrum to be earning more um what's the old dilemma of well somebody's got to pay for that comes into play and I, I guess the bit for me which I find frustrating about this whole budget is it, it just feels lazy to me, Simon. It, it, it feels like we'll, we'll stick the 5% on top and then we'll, we'll fiddle about in the margins all of the political party. No one's offering a real difference or choice. We'll, we'll all fiddle about in the margins so that we've got something that we can put on our leaflets. That that would be my overall verdict on this budget as a whole. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the reason why no one is really suggesting a a lower or indeed a no rise uh, council tax um, this year, because um, that was in not last year, the year before, wasn't it? Um, yeah. That the Conservatives had offered selling off some land that the council owned that was earmarked for social housing in order to yep. fund basically not having to do a rise that year, but it would mean that the rise would be needed, would would still be needed the, the following year. So yep. there isn't any, there is, there aren't any ideas like that. But maybe that's just because, um, unfortunately, with central government funding, as you as you said yourself, if yep. um, it, you know, if the and the. The, the original budget was, what, 202 uh, million for total expenditure um, for, for the council. Um, but, the, the, but the income um, for, the, for the budget was, a, you know, was 90, 94 million for, um, from council tax. So the rest of it comes from uh, you know, general grants or business rates retention or revenue support grants. Um, so it's not, you know, it comes from, comes from central allocations, so it's not something the council has. So to, to me, this, this talks about the argument about how our taxation system works and about how so much of council expenditure is mandated expenditure. It's things that they have to cover, and it's the right thing yep. that, that it's covered, but central government doesn't give local government the support either financially or the power to support themselves financially in order to be able to do that. And that only leaves them with with two courses of action of how to actually try to make up the gap. And one is, one is council tax rises, um, which, you know, yep. which we said there, which which is not that much over, you know, 50% of a, or, or sorry, around 50% of, of actually the, the income. Um, or they borrow money to invest in other things. And that those were the things that we wanted to go to, mm. Jerry, and we'll, we'll come to that in a, in a different show. Yes. But, but I think that just... To me, that says that there's something fundamentally broken about how a local government works, how it's funded, 
because um, well, whether I'm paying tax to central government or whether I'm paying tax to, to to local government, I want local services to work. I want there to be, uh, you know, education system that works. I want there to be roads that that um, that aren't potted with loads of potholes. I want there to be um, all of these sorts of things. But unfortunately, there's this kind of mismatch of where you have to spend money on this, but we're not going to give you the money to to fund it but you have to spend it and there are all of these things that are uncontrollable um, expenses so that there isn't that's why you end up with is that not why you end up with frittering away with or frittering around not away with the little things that the council does actually have some choice over spending about whether it whether it regenerates a play park or 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 not Um, when when it can't do the fundamental thing of how do I manage to raise the um you know how do i manage to raise the the two the well, the nearly 3 million that we would need to raise or save so whether cost avoidance or income um generation to be able to avoid that and, increase and I, I think it's a very valid point and you know i i got into a little bit it's not like me but a little bit of a social media spat over this That's not um, you at all you know no it, it's and a um you know, uh, one of the a long-standing Lib Dem councillor. Um, uh, it wasn't on his thread; it was on another councillor's thread. Um, came at me with, well, over seventy-five percent of local authorities have had to raise their council tax by the maximum amount due to government spending cuts. And I kind of get that. I do get that. But there's a bit of me that flips that stat on its head and says, well, one in four councils then hasn't had to raise or has chosen not to raise by the maximum amount. But in Portsmouth, I I just think that we've got into the situation where, and my dog's come to tuck his snout in my armpit, Pip, we've got to the point where we just, every party's almost given up on trying to protect the people of Portsmouth from a maxed out council tax raise, there's almost this sort of Gallic shrug, you know, well, central government, isn't it? What can you do? Everybody's got to wear the 5%. And now we'll just have this, and I'll use the phrase again, this phony war about, you know, well, we're fighting more for the people of Portsmouth because, you know, you know, sod the BMXs of Baffins. We've got a basketball court in Hilsey. Ray. Um, so that's yeah. the best argument for a change of our national government than that I've that I've heard you make for a while. Well, I, at the end of the day, you, you can change the government as much as you like, you know. Mm. And again, most most people at the moment, according to opinion polls, would want to do that. Um, but there's an element of well, the 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 macroeconomic issues, the you know the the credit card bill for the pandemic the global inflationary pressures around fuel um those those things remain um and those things won't go away so there is an element of of and i i think this comes to the heart of of perhaps where why it offends me so much as a fiscal conservative because there's an element of well if you just don't have the money then you have to tell some hard truths about the fact that some things that might have been paid for before can't be paid for now. 
that's the hard truth. But there's an but element it, of we, we live in a political age, and maybe this is uh, I'm unpacking therapeutically yeah. here. Thank you. For uh, I think this is a whole other show. <laughs> well, there, there is, but there's yeah. there's an element of of we don't actually want to, you know, and this is what I think I'm seeing in this budget is, you know, we, we won't, don't want to tell people the hard truths. So we, we're going to try and dress this up in the, you know, well, you, you've got a this and a that and some lighting and some CCTV and, a, you know, so it, it's but, not so bad after all. But but even if we ha even if all of those things were cut, even if though if all of those actually deletions took place and none of those additions took place, that still wouldn't be enough to create the saving that would have been needed to avoid to avoid the increase in. So I think I think the problem is is Maybe. that you you can you can keep cutting, but there comes a point where you can't cut, and the things that the local council has to spend on. There was are obligatory things so there are you know well, there aren't things it can it can cut so yes you you might be able to save the odd fifty thousand pound here or even you know the odd like you know 100 you know the odd two hundred fifty thousand pounds here or there by you know not doing cycling infrastructure for example or doing something like that but it's it's not it's not enough to to avoid the increase entirely no so but, but I, even in the things that you read out simon and this mm. is the thing for me, the, the things that were read out and the things that, and that's where, you know, there was £250,000 for cycling. There's the £77,000 for labour. There's, you know, there is £100,000, I can't remember what it was, for something else. And then there's the £3.8 that the Lib Dems, you know, uh, uh, mm. they, they've created a £3.8 million hardship fund. Well, they've have they created that have they enlarged that is that a new thing for me when you've got a 2.7 million council tax rise and you're creating a 3.8 million pound hardship fund as i say we do, we don't know enough and again but you know it doesn't take a lot of scrutiny to find that you know you, you can see where your 2.7 million pound has gone if that number is if that 3.8 million claim on their social media is a new thing, you know, it might be something that existed already and, you know, it, it's it's just a little bit bigger this time. I don't know. I guess the macro position is, for me, that, that we've ended up with a budget that effectively means we're all going to be paying more. And if I look at all the celebrations of every local party... Um, I'm not moved. In, in, indeed, I, I mean, I, I guess the point to make is rather than avoiding an increase of of nearly five percent for everybody, and therefore having a fund, um, a fund that means that you can spend roughly, a, you know, actually, a, it's more than the amount of money than that 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 four point nine nine percent raises because don't forget 1.8 million of that yeah, is yeah. going to adult social care so yeah. um so only half of that if you didn't have that 3.8 um that 3.8 million hardship fund but isn't it better to have an overall increase but then target the support of the people that really need it rather than just save everybody five percent and then not be any way to support the people that really need it i think that's the difference between um forgive me that's the um we you know we i'll, I'll I'll go in on a second to, to, to kind of the social media war. Um, 
But that's the difference between a, a progressive position of redistributive taxation and a position of just lowering taxation overall. And that, I think, is the fundamental kind of po uh, politics uh, behind behind the idea. Um, George um, Madrick, frequent uh, frequent contributor to the show, um, disagrees that it's a phony wall um, and says that what happens in the in the meetings where these things are discussed are behind the scenes, the debates that and negotiations about what matters that that matter to each party but we are advised by officers in relation to the need of the council tax increase so we decided it was better to get a little something that matters to each of us for all of our communities than than to get than to get soddle so i i guess that that's kind of why those if you like those paybacks to those particular um to the you know to the you know there's different wards that are that are getting particular things that, that they're needing to kind of offset that um so I think there's a there's a, there's probably a wider conversation to have about the about the nature of that that taxation policy overall. But fundamentally, you can only pay for certain things, and if actually less than half of your income is from council tax, and the amount that you get from other things is being forever reduced by central government, but the actual cost and the number of things that you have you are mandated by law to pay for with the money that you get. Yep. there's there's only there's only so many different way different ways you can go um oh we sh absolutely absolutely simon and i think that's the you know i guess the, mm. the piece for me which isn't clear mm. in, in this is how much of that 94 million is is mandatory and how much of it is discretionary and and I guess that's the piece where we you know we would have to do an, a, a lot of research into digging into almost line by line items, mm -hmm. um, and you know I, I think that's where I I'm, I'm struggling a little bit because the the line items we've 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 talked about are yeah kind of okay yeah, yes back on, back onto the yeah. back onto the uh, and there's, and yeah and there's also a difference between what a, a unitary authority like Portsmouth has to pay for compared to other councils like Haven, for example, who don't have to pay for um, certain public services because those are actually paid for um, or paid for and organised by Hampshire County Council. Hampshire yep. County Council in the news recently, uh, uh, you know, at risk of, of a risk of bankruptcy. So there's a whole wider conversation to unpick, but you're right, it would be really yep. interesting to see what the what the ratio is between the discretionary spend um, and the mandated mandated spend, um, but we yep. must come back. Thank you for reminding me. We must come back to the to the point that Emily um, eagle-eyed spotted um, in the comments there. Um, that um, that tweet. So the amendments, all of the amendments fell. So the Conservative amendment, the Labour amendment, and the ex-Labour um, Cal Corkery and uh, Kirsty Meller amendment, they all fell. Yes. None of those amendments passed, so it, um, I'm sure it's just an error on a, you know, you know, it's an error by tweet, I'm sure, um, that that has has Labour claiming that their amendment has passed because their amendment didn't pass. Um, they did, however, vote for the, um, sorry, they did, however, vote for the budget overall, as did everybody else. Um, returning to George's point, because the 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 alternative is basically. We either vote through a budget that works, or we get we. There's nothing, um, and the, and the council can't function. So you you kind of you are kind of put over the barrel a little bit, in the sense of that way, the group amendment was subsumed uh, by the council, yes. um, yep. and then voted voted through uh, unanimously by um, in the in the council chamber. That is, I understand, a recorded vote um, for budget meetings. Um, 
but the minutes of Tuesday's budget meeting aren't um, aren't yet out, um, as far as we know. So thank you to um, those councillors that um, gave me a bit of background on, or gave us a bit of background on what actually happened with the amendments and what happened yep. actually with the voting, because otherwise we'd have been in the dark. And then we pause. Indeed. So, <laughs> have you got much? Have you got much else on the, from the social media archives? Um, no, no. That that was it. That's basically, that, I, for yeah. me, the interesting comparison was how yeah. how each how each of those two parties um, chose to talk about those things. Were not all of those things were things that actually happened as a result of what happened in that budget meeting some of those things actually had already been announced um yes. and you know some of those things were things that actually other people suggested so it's it's really kind of strange how people claim ownership of things that they either did or didn't do or perhaps they have some involvement behind the scenes we don't, we don't, we don't we're not obviously privy to every single conversation about it but it, it's interesting like you say it's um it's the art of writing a leaflet it's almost like there's an election coming up well, and to be fair, uh, uh, George is on the set. He was one of the people who I had a, a discussion with about on just this uh, on just this very topic in terms of, you know, uh, there is, uh, you know, my my frustration at the moment with local politics is that you know everybody claims victory for everything, um, and you know again, then accuses the opposition party or the party that's not them of doing something. You know, oh, how underhand of them claiming something, you know, claiming responsibility for something that wasn't just down to them. So, you know, there is this element where, you know, if we look at the positives, you know, it, it, it has been harmonious. We've seen cross-party working to acknowledge George George's point. Everybody's got a bit of something out of it. I think the, the piece for me, which is, is the huge unanswered question, is... You know, how are those one in four councils that aren't hitting all of their residents with a maxed out rise again? What are they doing differently to Portsmouth? Um, and what is it we could be, should be learning from them, um, you know, to, to try and spare the people from Portsmouth from another maxed out rise next year? Um, you know, and it's that element of, well, the macroeconomic elements of the wage rises and the staff shortages and and you know inflationary pressures they're the same for all councils so there's somebody somewhere doing it quote unquote either better or and that's the to your point about fiscal conservatism versus wealth redistribution or is doing it you know or maybe portsmouth is doing it better by hammering those that can afford to pay or uh, can't have lot paying um, to give the money to those that can't. Indeed. So yeah, there's a there's more to as it's one of those stories that isn't um, you never arrive at kind of an end point, is it? It's one of one of those things that go on, but they are the decisions made. Yes, are, are practical and. Um, as George has said, you you can't you have to kind of reach some sort of agreement. So in some respect, you have every it's the art of compromise, isn't it? Everybody has to kind of come away with something to feel that they've 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 been able to win something for uh, for the people that they represent. And I and I guess that's how that works. Because uh, the only other way that would work without needing to have that would be if there was a political party that had an overall majority. Um, sorry, yes. um, in, on Portsmouth City Council, and there isn't, and that's not 
you know that's not mathematically likely um, for some time um mm. so um compromise is not a new thing and it's not going away anytime soon absolutely absolutely so i guess our mind must turn to next week and and am i right we're finally going to get to a voter id we are indeed so um we have spoken about this before so um those of us um those listeners that, that follow us will will know that we we've wanted to do this uh, for a little while uh, but next week 627 join us as we'll be going into exploring what id you're going to need to have with you to be able to vote in person on may the 4th and how you can go about getting free photo id if you don't have any um, yep. and there is still plenty of time to actually apply for these things to test it out i applied for uh, my voter authority certificate um the saturday before last and I got it through the post on the Thursday afterwards. So not even six days had passed and I actually got mine through the post. Um, so you can apply online for one. So we'll go through all of that next week, 6.27. Join us live on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, please do um, follow the event um, so you get a notification. But if you um, like, follow, or subscribe us, however you, uh, however you enjoy us, then you'll be able to make sure that you don't miss out on that important episode. Marvellous. So you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian paying an extra 4.99% Morris. And I've been Simon Sansbury, who will also be paying an extra 4.99%. Um, and I'm happy to because I know that it's going on good things. Boo. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa. Play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. stop. See? It's easy.